0: Hey, you're checking out this year's top 10 most downloaded episodes. And this one coming in at number seven was a special episode for me. It's when we were celebrating our 200th episode of the good advice podcast. And so my wife and I sat down, I always like to sit down with her every 50 episodes and just, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) What's it like the world of entrepreneurship? She's a business owner too. And so we've had a lot of experiences to share with one another And uh, yeah, I'm marking her as the guest for this episode. She's amazing. She has so many great insights and uh, she's also an awesome person. So I'm not just saying that because I have to, she's, she's pretty amazing. So I'll let you enjoy this episode. Definitely stay tuned. We have more episodes coming over the next couple of weeks as we share our top 10 most downloaded episodes. So see ya. Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Benz. Who are you? (laughs) And
1: I am Joy Benz, Blake's wife.
0: Yes, that is my wife. And where are we right now?
1: We are currently in Destin, Florida.
0: I at could the, tell you kind of wanted to have like a announcer voice. Apparently, <laughs> at the beach. I could just vaguely see like the like you were ready to be like Destin, Florida. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a new car.
0: Yeah. So, we're on vacation and this is episode 200 of the Good Advice podcast. Good job, honey. Yeah. Yeah, well thanks for all the support. Of course. Um now the setup we have here is interesting. We're not in the recording studio. Of my office. Right. We are huddled in front of a window on the floor with a microphone between us and a laptop.
1: But the view is amazing.
0: The view is amazing because I'm looking at my beautiful wife. <laughs> and there's also a great view of the beach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, we have like kind of this gimmicky setup, but we wanted to record this. Yep. We didn't want to have to wait a week. So we have a bit of a gimmicky setup. So I don't know. I think there's like this low hum in the background that. If you can power through it as the listeners, then we can power through it to record. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we wanted to record.
1: For the 200th episode.
0: Yeah, pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. It's a feat.
0: It is a feat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what do we talk about? You're the
1: least. It's your baby.
0: Well, so for, for those of you who are listening and maybe you haven't followed the podcast long term... Uh, This is the Good Advice Podcast. We talk about business, talk about entrepreneurship, management, you know, all these different things that I'm personally passionate about. And the podcast came about uh, almost three years ago. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. doesn't feel that long, but at the same time, I don't know, it kind of does.
0: Yeah, it's like there's a bit of a... um, consistency week to week of like oh Blake's recording right. you know Blake's talk because also part of the podcast we have guests on the podcast Right. and naturally I saved the best guest for episode 200 Yay. and they'll be here in a second oh <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna come sit with us <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna come huddle yeah <laughs> they're gonna come to our condo and just awkwardly huddle between us on, on the microphone oh, but so but yeah so it's it's there's a bit of a consistency about it of like oh yeah Blake's recording but yeah you're right it's like I mean, think about where where were you three years ago?
1: Let's see. 2018. I don't know. I was just definitely, I mean, we didn't have a baby.
0: That's true. We do have a- like
1: The year before we were pregnant. So that was just like a whole different life, kind of.
0: Yeah. So the business, let's say three years ago, the business hadn't even started yet. So- I was still working at- You're
1: doing a podcast?
0: I wasn't doing a podcast three years ago. Three years ago, I was still working at my last company.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was still working. I had still, I started my company in 2016.
0: Yeah, 17. 17. 2017.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I think so. (laughs) I was teaching. I was still teaching online. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. 2018. We were at our house. Mm -hmm. So there was some familiarity there. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we've both been running our own businesses. I think sometimes, I don't know if it's like sexism or like what it is, but like whenever I'm like, oh, my wife and I, like we're business owners, sometimes people are like, oh, like so she helps you with your business. And I'm like, no, like she has her business. I have my business. Um, yeah, I think the whole like she helps you with my business. I think sometimes people just assume like, I guess the husband starts the business and the wife, you know.
1: It's funny because- uh, the past few weeks I've talked with some strangers and they're like, "So what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I, I teach online. I teach Spanish or sign language online." And they're like, "Oh, like so, with what company or like what school?" And it's like, I don't know why, but I'm always I always feel weird being like, "Oh no, it's like actually I started my own business and I and I teach it." And they're like, "Oh, so like." with still like big still follow up and you're like oh but like with what company and i'm like no but like mine
0: like, <laughs> so it's so just me <laughs> do you think that that's it feels like part of that i mean well actually i don't want to speak for you do you think part of that is and obviously like this podcast is <laughs> we don't get like super in the weeds like politically at all um but we do, we do talk about like business and like business ownership and like what that looks like so when people give you that reaction. Is it like what do you think is happening that makes them so, like maybe it's, it's surprise Person- the right word?
1: Per- no, no. Personally, I just think it's under that umbrella of teaching because when they hear someone teaches, they're automatically associating it with a school or yeah, okay. When it's online, it's like oh, there are some people who teach like Chinese students in English or they teach them English, mm. and then it's like they're. I- it's like a new thing where a lot of people are um, working different hours of like late at night or early morning. And so they're thinking like maybe I'm associated with that. And so I don't think it really has anything to do with like you own a business. I just think, I mean maybe but I don't go there. I think ah they just like think I work at a school or something yeah. or that I'm contracted, contracted with some other company. And so when I tell them it's just me they're like how did you do that? How did you start it? What did you do? And then mm-hmm. it goes from there.
0: I think it does feel like that like entrepreneurship is like this concept that like we see on Facebook or like on YouTube or something. And then when you actually meet someone who's an entrepreneur, I think there is sort of like this incredul- incredulity, another <laughs> word for it. Someone's incredulousness. Yeah, yeah. They're incredulous. Know. Almost like, wait, actually, wait.
1: like, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I take it to I'm mean like. I'm a language person, but sometimes <laughs> I'm like, wait. I like to know the like actual definition of things. Uh, well, I mean
0: now like the person listening who's like, Oh, it means this, they're gonna be fact checking us. I've always taken it to mean like a sense of like not necessarily like disbelief, but like yeah, a bit of disbelief and like curiousness as to mm-hmm. or curiosity as to like um what information you're being given. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's incredulous at something, they're like, Oh, like wow, like that's really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it does feel like when I tell people, like, so for me, for example, with the podcast, whenever guests come on the podcast, a lot of times they're like, oh, hey, this is a really cool gig. I really enjoyed this conversation. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, so what do you do? And I'll be like, this. This is what I do. I do the podcast and I do my business. And they're like, yeah, 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 right. I get that. But, like, what do you do, like, during the day? Oh. Like, almost like, like, what's your job? And so when I have to explain, like, oh, and it doesn't bother me. It's, it's not really here nor there. It's more just like you know someone has a perception that it's you know something
1: not sustainable
0: yeah i guess so and so they're like they're like yeah but what is your job and i'm like this this is my job yeah. and it almost feels like people sometimes i don't know maybe like entrepreneurship is like kind of not super tangible to people
1: yeah well maybe they're also thinking the podcast certainly isn't the full part mm. of it and it's not you have clients and you have programs and you you there is more to this, but that is what you do every day. Mm-hmm. You do podcasts and you do, you know, you work with your clients and you do and you find clients. There's things like that. And so.
0: Right. Right.
1: Maybe people who have it like in your old company where you already were given the people that you worked with. You were just working on the content and the like follow through. But you're, right. I don't know what I'm saying. More on, entrepreneurs would probably more be able to relate with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do you consider yourself an entrepreneur?
1: Um, to be honest, I think if it wasn't for what you do, I probably wouldn't have considered myself. I, d- I don't, I mean, maybe I should, but I don't, <laughs> con- I don't think like, I don't know. I if th- you went to like a
0: networking event and someone was like introducing them, like you know, it's like the go around, like, who are you? Like, would you ever be like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur?
1: I don't know if I would. Maybe if that was like, I really don't know. That's a good question. Because I, when I think of an entrepreneur, I think of someone who's wanting to continually grow in the business world and like expand and go bigger and like learn and maybe start new things. And I don't personally have a vision for my company like expanding into this like multi-employee like yeah. me like becoming a manager across like...
0: 40 different countries right
1: because like, yeah. um, I I mean I even <laughs> have a me. friend who started um becoming a online language instructor and um once I had a baby I even started like um if I had students who were like, Oh, hey, my friend or someone, someone I know wants to learn Spanish or sign language, can you teach them? At that point, after becoming a mom, I wasn't looking to really expand my roster. And so I would kind of give them to my. I would, I would offer them to my, my friend. And later, my dad was like, Hey, you should maybe look into like, having your friend like pay you a percentage of like like, a referral fee. Yeah, a referral fee. And I was like, I never thought of that. (laughs) And I I bet you if I was more entrepreneurial minded, I might have thought of that. But then I was like, well, I mean, she has her own thing and it's not really under the wing of what I have as culture connection.
0: Maybe, but like at the same token, it kind of feels like I think what I like about your story is I think a lot of times when we think about an entrepreneur, we do think about like that person who is like doing that bigger and better. Almost like sometimes, especially on social media, there's a lot of like presentation with it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a little bit of pizzazz to it. Mm -hmm. But I think the more I've talked to people who, because if we think about it, an entrepreneur who is essentially someone who sees a problem and solves that problem like through their own way, um, you saw a need for people who are wanting to learn new languages and even go beyond that, get engaged with different cultures that they were Uh, learning about and you provided an answer for them. So it is entrepreneurial, but I almost like your version of it better because a lot of times when we think about being an entrepreneur, we don't think about the unsexiness, I guess of, okay, I'm starting a business and I'm like figuring this out and I'm actually sending customers to a friend of mine. Oh, should I have, I guess I should have done a referral, but like we don't think about that because a lot of business ownership and entrepreneurship it is a lot of, like we're kind of just figuring this out as we go. right? And I, I don't know, sometimes it doesn't feel like we really give enough attention to that. It feels like on social media, online, or even like in networking circles, mm-hmm. we make it very like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And like, I don't yeah. know.
1: I do think that it would organically have grown. Like, let's say if I had, I worked on this, what I do full time, I think I would probably commit half of it to to my students and half of it to sharing my experience with other online like tutors and language instructors because there's a, it's a small niche of people who like do like personalized online lessons and i find that my experience um is kind of look not my personal experience but like um, just some people I know that are interested in doing what I do, they're like asking me a lot of questions like, Well, how did you do lesson planning? How did you do um, like cancellation fees? How did you do, how did you manage this, that, or the other? And I'm like, Wow, there's a lot of, because I had to just stumble over mm. and figure things out. And some part of me is like, I think that would kind of be fun, like helping other people do mm. what I do. So yeah. that's something that I've thought of. There.
0: Well, it's cool how culture connection, which, is your business how it has become this sort of um, it has its own momentum? Like you never, you've never had to be like, mm-hmm. especially not in the last at least the last two years. You've never had to be like, oh, am I going to find my next customer? Right. You know what's funny for you is you've actually it's been the opposite. It's been oh, I have too many customers. Right. Like I have to get, and that's why you pass them off to your friend or you've told people no. Um. So you have this momentum to your business that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have. What are some things that are second nature to you now with, like, running a business that maybe three or four years ago you would have been like, oh, there's no way I'd even – like, an example that I think of is, like, cancellation fees. Right. Like, like now it's second nature, but, like, three or four years ago, oh, I can't charge someone yeah. for a session that they didn't come to. Like, that'd be wrong. So, like, what are – Either that or like what else, what are some of the things that like now it's like, oh, that's just part of running a business that you don't even think about. But when you were first starting out and like people listening who may be are first starting out, it's like this massive thing. Like, how do I really get through this?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, I'd probably say the number one thing that was like more daunting that now is not even something I really ever stress over is lesson planning. <laughs> Like the so the preparation that goes into my time with my quote unquote clients or students or whoever you know, um, yeah. But sure, like the um. Follow up with if someone has to cancel within twenty four hours, I think it's easier now because the students I have have been with me for a while, so they know, like, oh hey, I had something come up, I'll pay for this time, and I just I don't even have to know awkwardly tell them okay it's being charged (laughs) um but but you're um but as far as like really i think how to answer your question i think it's the lesson planning i now know where my student's trajectory is and i kind of know what's to come and sure i still give time before each lesson um to kind of look at the notes from the previous week and stuff but i think that i have done it so much that i know what content will be used? Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I think I was really uh, overwhelmed. I guess with like, there's so much stuff online you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now I kind of have a set thing that I
0: use. Well, when you were first starting your business, you were almost trying to customize the experience for every single student you had.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: like, oh, that student's a nurse, so like let me get like mm-hmm. all like the r- related nurse terminology, mm-hmm. and like that student's a vet. So, like, what are the vet terms? and Right. It, and there it,
1: still is a bit of that. I like to tailor it to their specific mm-hmm. needs. But I know now which levels and, like, what chapters of where we are in the book. Like, I know what when to set aside time to make it more tailored to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, it's not 100% different with every student.
0: <laughs> well, it was like... Yeah, how do I really like? But
1: every student is 100% unique and special to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are listening. I like that disclaimer. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course. But um, it is just funny, like how businesses grow and develop. Because, like, for me as like an observer, when I see you do your business, it feels like a lot of it is just really easy, mm-hmm. like second nature. And how do you
1: feel about for you after three years? What's kind of become easier for you, and what's maybe still challenging?
0: That's a great question. Um,
1: Moving off from me, I mean, we're 15 (laughs) minutes in. Let's talk about you.
0: Yeah. um, I don't know what's second nature. I think for me, I think the journey of business ownership is interesting because, and I've talked about this a lot for other people, but like whenever you feel like you have something to offer your customers, and I say that very intentionally because a lot of times people get into business ownership because... It's about them. It's like, oh, I have this amazing skill set that I want to offer to people. And when you get into the business world, you realize that actually most people don't really care about you and like your offering.
1: Or like your credentials necessarily. Even
0: that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think the journey of taking the focus off yourself Mm -hmm. and putting it on your customers is really important. But in that, the thing that's been a journey for me is tailoring what you do in customer centric language meaning like okay your customer has a problem so how do you talk about it in a way that makes sense to them and i think i was a bit set on the wrong path early on with my business because mm-hmm. you know you'll remember when i started the business and you
1: had to do those webinar
0: yeah, recordings I or something I, I called you and my wife my wife is the bank of the family and so i called my wife and said hey i want to hire this person it was a mar- digital marketer And they're going to really help me like craft my offer and things like that. Um, It's several thousand dollars. Can I can I spend that money? (laughs) (laughs) Because Joy had been in business for a while and she had done really well for herself and still does. And Joy was like, yeah, let's do it. And it ended up being a really bad decision.
1: I just remember (laughs) I just remember like (laughs) you were recording these webinar things that he, he the person told you to. And just feeling a little, like, squ- like uncertainty, but, like, wanting to, like, support you. So I was like, this is great. You'd be showing me, and you were like, yeah, this is the slideshow, and this is what I'm going to say. And I just remember being like, okay, yeah.
0: It kind of reminds me of that Parks and Rec episode <laughs> where what's the guy's name, but he's been, like, depressed, and he's doing the- he <laughs> yeah,
1: the photo stop.
0: <laughs> he's doing the stop. motion <laughs> yeah. animation. <He> like- <laughs> <laughs> and and it's he like shows one it, second long. Yeah, he shows it to his friend. Like this is what I've been working on. And his friend, uh, I think it's Rob Lowe, is like, "Oh, is is that it?" And it's literally yeah, one second of him getting out of bed. Oh, that's really I feel funny. like that's what the webinars were like.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> because because then later retrospectively, you were able to see like that's not who I want to be, and that's just exactly like exactly what you said. I think you have come, you have grown in the sense of like. At the beginning, it was like, okay, I have to prove my skills. I have to prove myself to people. Like it's about like, it's not all about me, but it was like center. It The first step in showing good advice to people was like, this is what I know and I can do because that's kind of what that. Um, mm-hmm. program was trying yeah. to make sell, sell yourself. Right. But then. And so it felt a little disingenuous. Well, then eventually you came over to the side where you were like, it's about talking to the customers about what they need and they want and how I can help meet their needs. So I don't know. It just has turned into you're more others focused on like, okay, so this client has this needs. This is how I can help you reach this goal this goal and this goal right and that helps the customer hear what they want to hear like um okay wow they're gonna help me do this instead of okay well Blake's four minutes in on what he has been trained in you know what I mean it's and so you're right that people yes people want to know you can do what you can do but I think most of it is um just in the way you present yourself and your confidence and then your actual fruition of like how mm-hmm. you help them.
0: Yeah, I think I think I was really naive when I started the business because you know, like we were saying, we were paying like thousands of dollars to this one person who was, I mean, credits to him in the sense of he had, I mean, he was a multimillionaire. I mean, he he knew how to make money, but unfortunately it was at the expense of other people's businesses. And uh, his approach was very, um, it's about selling you and all that's amazing about you like make
1: yourself look all shiny yeah like, yeah
0: and this this would be like the same line of thinking of like rent the lamborghini and like film yourself in front of it or like, like
1: take a picture of you on like a really high pierre or whatever patio of like yeah a, yeah uh, expensive hotel yeah like, this is my condo
0: right right and what's interesting is which is a lie <laughs> yeah yeah and so and i never i never did that no, like from he, the get-go i was like not. this is ridiculous but I remember one of the original pitches was we were talking and it was like, okay, I just left my dream job and now I'm doing good advice. And it was like, okay, we should, we should hone in on that. So like your webinar should be all about why you quit your dream job. And that's going to get people, that's going to get you a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And actually it did get me a lot of attention. Okay. I had people watching the webinar who were like, why did this guy quit his dream job? But the problem is when you, when you think about like conversions and like the people who actually buy from you. And, and everyone who starts a business knows how intense it is to stay cash positive. I mean, you're, you're trying to make enough money to keep the business going, even when it's a great idea. But like, so the people who are actually converting aren't your target customers. I mean, what, what good advice does is not help people quit their dream jobs.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you, yeah. you were telling your story, but you weren't necessarily looking to do that for other people.
0: Right. And I think that's the challenge is a lot of times when we start a business, we think it's about us and our story. When ultimately your customers, they don't care about your story.
1: Right. I mean, I know our work is very different, but like with my students, they – they episode what? I was about to say episode one. But like lesson one, lesson two, all the way up to like maybe 10 lessons with me, they're never they're, – they're focused on like if lesson one, they can come out of that lesson knowing how to like – introduce themselves and ask some questions and some maybe some fun like easy s- things in the target language they're learning they leave going wow okay i am happy i'm paying money to learn this language because after one lesson i can speak th- a lot yeah but they're never like but it's not till later, once there's more relationship, they're like, hey, Joy, like, how did you learn Spanish? You're like, right. what got you into the deaf culture? Like, why right, are you learning right. sign language? And that's not like the very beginning at all.
0: Well, think about how, think about how weird it would be if lesson one, let's say you have a student named Ashley. Imagine how weird it would be if it was like at lesson one. Okay, Ashley, we're going to practice introducing yourself. Repeat after me. My name is Joy. And like. Everything they had to do was based on like you and your experiences. That'd yeah. Be-
1: or what if I wasted the first 15 minutes of her lesson being like, so this is why I teach Spanish.
0: Yeah. And she's probably thinking, I don't care why you teach Spanish. Right. I just want to learn Spanish. Exactly.
1: And then later, maybe yeah, it might be right. fun to share that. But like, it's not, it's not the selling point.
0: And, and this is like pretty intuitive when we talk about it. But like, that was not my experience when I started. It was... You need to present yourself as this sort of business mogul. You get it. You understand it. Like people are going to be attracted to you because you're so successful. And I think that was like hardwired into me to start. And my journey over the last three years has honestly been like absolving myself of that whole, like even, I mean, like, I I don't even know where the webinar is anymore, but like I literally deleted everything to do with that stuff. And I, I think I've had people even find it now who've been like, hey, I saw this webinar of you. And I'm I like, know. oh, my gosh.
1: I just thought of Jerry Maguire because I don't know if this has anything to do with it. But like, you know, the movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah. And he's like, you know, going after all these sales. But, you know, when he gets fired, you know, he like has one client and he then is like giving his all and he becomes such a better person for it. And then, you know, it makes me think of like the very end of the film, his um, previous competitor who has all these sport athlete clients, you know, well, they see Tom Cruise like hug his client and they're like, yes. And there's all this trust there and there's all Mm -hmm. this victory. And then the other guy's like, the other guy that, you know, Mm -hmm jerk his clients like well you know why don't we have a friend like a relationship (laughs) like that he's like uh you know because i'm not a good guy you know Yeah, yeah. and so it makes me think like you have been on this journey where like now the people you work with like you are more of your authentic stuff of like why you're really wanting to help them right which is why i started the business in the first place exactly and so yeah you you know probably that character and I just forgot his name, McGuire. Jerry (laughs) McGuire? Thank you. My memory.
0: It's the name of the movie. Yeah. In case you ever forget. I I remembered it two seconds ago.
1: (laughs) Jerry McGuire. Like, this is probably why he went into the company. Yeah. Yeah, he's good at sales. Maybe he liked what he did. And then eventually, you know, got in the rat race of it all. So I think what good advice is passionate about, um, you know, your core values are you want to maintain those throughout All the work you do. Right. What are your core values?
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, the thing about core values is it's less about like a marketing statement and it's more about
1: how you it's more and
0: it's core values is more important for like when you have employees and you're like articulating to them, hey, this this is what it means to do business within good advice And since I don't have employees, I've never really had to like articulate because, like, I know how to do business.
1: Oh, yeah. That's like more with what you like. Yeah.
0: It's like, like, I have one client who has employees. Yeah. I have one client who has a few employees now. And I'm like, hey, yeah, you need to be developing these because your clients, your customers, sorry, your employees need to know what does it mean to be part of your brand. Mm -hmm. But when it's just you, I mean, your values is just, that's a marketing statement. It's, you know, our core values is, and everyone has the same one, right? So, like, it's not really that big of a deal. But, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's like, It's like, why did I get in business in the first place? And it's almost like the last three years has been like undoing really bad business habits that someone else trained into me and getting back to like the basics of like it's about the customer. It's about serving them. And, you know, I told you the other day about a guy who was on the podcast who multi-million dollar business. I mean, they have almost 100 locations across the United States. Yeah. Amazing company. And his line of thinking, and you would think with that many locations, which it's a, uh, it's a fashion boutique with that many locations, you think it would be like, okay, how do you make as much money as possible? And like, right. cause you have so, you have so many locations to manage. And he said, you know, the key to our success is when a customer walks in the door, it's not, how do we spend what, like, what's the minimum I can spend on that customer uh-huh. to like make them happy enough be to more like, efficient or- yeah, yeah. So like I have, you know, I need to see like 10 customers in a day. So, like, how do I break that out? His line of thinking that he trains his owners is everyone who comes in, you should be thinking, how do I spend more time on that customer? So, like, instead of like, what's the minimum, it's like, no, I'm always looking to spend more. And that, like, customer centric approach really resonates with me. And it's how it is one of my values. It's why I got into business in the first place. And that is ultimately to transform other people's businesses, like to take these businesses that, that, People know they have something special, but like they don't know how to make it work, so to speak. And like giving them the insight they need to take it to where they want to go, which ultimately affects their livelihood, affects, you know, their week to week. Yeah. You know, I mean. Their relationships. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the long answer to your question of like what like what's second nature to me now is this sense of like thinking about the customer, which before it was how do I make myself seem like the right person and the right answer. And, you know, he knows this stuff and I'm only 33 years old. And so Almost I
1: was 34.
0: Yeah. I still have people that I meet who are like, Oh wow, you're pretty young. Like what you, what's your story? Yeah. And like not, not letting those things be, um, an excuse now to, to, to go back to, Oh, I have to make myself look really credible and really amazing. But instead like, no, it's literally all about the customers. Yeah. Um, that has become a lot more second nature to me now Whereas when I first started, it was sort of like this bravado, like this, you know, I'm Blake Benz and, you know, which I didn't, has never been me. You're right. But, but you felt kind like of it,
1: maybe felt like you had to. I felt like it had to be me. Yeah.
0: Right. I feel like, it, and that goes into what we first started talking about with like entrepreneurship of it being like this very presented character rather than like, you know, you said you probably wouldn't call yourself an entrepreneur, but you are an entrepreneur. Like you started, you saw a problem, you solved it, you started a business with it and you're maintaining that business to the point now where it's second nature. Like I said, you don't have to go find customers. You don't have to, like, do sales. I mean, the customers kind of just come to you. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. That's
1: nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been... What has been um, something... I'm going to become the interviewer now, I guess. What <laughs> has been something that's been, like, um, challenging with that? And then also maybe not with that but like let's say the past year because I guess in a few months you're going to come up on year three for your business
0: yeah yeah no year four end of year three
1: end of year three yeah okay do you want to share something about like what's um, been as we're in 2021 so it's like you know COVID's kind of like less of like the main thing Mm -hmm. in the news right now so it's like yeah um I guess what has been something that's been most challenging and something that's been most um, exciting that you're maybe looking forward to, or that you are maybe enjoying now, or that's like been um, rewarding.
0: So I think what's hardest is I've never really considered myself a super patient person. Like I, when I want to see something happen, like I just want to do it. And so I think for me, there's like this frustration of like where I envision the business being, and this is, this is almost everyone by the way, But like where you envision the business and where it actually is, like that gap can be really frustrating. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's hard not to like, you know, business ownership is also very lonely because there's not a lot of people who are out there running their own businesses who are also willing to be transparent on the business process. That makes sense. Like a lot of us who are running our businesses, there's like this sense of I have to, like I've known people who've been like, oh, my business is going great. It's going so well. And they haven't made a sale in like two months. Right, you know, and so, um, which is why I try to be really transparent when someone's like, "Hey, how's business going?" and I'll say like, "Oh, it's going okay," or like, "It's slow," or like, "Hey, actually, this month's going really great," and I just try to make it like as genuine as I can, rather than getting lost in like the weeds of like, how do I make myself look really good? Um, but like, what's challenging though is like, so I'm in I'm in year three of the business, and what I envision is like so far from like where it is today. Mm-hmm. But also, the more I talk to people who have come on the podcast who are running multi-million dollar businesses, and not like, I don't mean like the internet guru-esque millionaire who's you know selling snake oil, but like the, le- <laughs> the legitimate people who are running a business, all of them, literally all of them have the same story. And it's, oh, man, I was really just like slaving away for like five, 10 years. I mean, I had a guy on the podcast who he's one of the most well-known dentist, uh, cosmetic dentists in the country. He's been on CNN. He's been on CNBC, CNBC. He's been on The Doctors. I mean, he's been on all these shows as like a guest expert. And so you would think that this guy like struck gold and was like a genius. But like talking to him, he was like, yeah, you know, most people in my field, it takes them five years to get to be successful. And it took me double that. It took me 10 years before I even like saw a smidge of success And that really struck me. I was like, wow, that's different than what you hear online, which is like, oh, yeah, I was a server at a restaurant and then I quit. And three months later, now I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. the dream that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, You
1: can do it, too. And then you don't do it, you feel like a failure.
0: Exactly. And so, like, I keep having people on the podcast, though, who have that same story of I have this amazing business, but they're not like, look at me and my ego. It's, yeah, it was really hard. It took and I, I literally just had a guy on the podcast who were talking about, like, business ownership and he said, look, it's a 10-year game. Like if you cannot stay committed for 10 years, entrepreneurship isn't for you. And he has this amazing business. Um, he actually has a, an amazing parent company that owns a few different businesses now that are all doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we look at those things and we say, oh, it's so obvious. Like it's so simple. Like, of course, that person has this product that's like really working. But like when that person was starting out, you don't know their journey. You don't know their what they've had to go through. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's like, What's hard is balancing, like, that sense of patience of, Mm -hmm. okay, it's supposed to take a long time, but on the same token, staying hungry, where it's like, okay, how do I make the most of my day? Like, how do I not, like, fall back into laziness or, like, even, like, maybe it's a bad week, so, like, it's, like, depression of, like, man, I don't know if I can, like, really get on that call. I don't know if I can really get after it today because – I'm so disappointed in, like, a lost sale or something like that. And so, like, navigating that is really tiring and really challenging. And sometimes it's
1: like, can I do this for 10 years before it becomes the traction? Yeah,
0: and I think that's a challenge we all have to walk through is, can I really do this for 10 years? And I think, you know, in your situation, you have a business that you've built and that it works and you found success relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of us, when that doesn't happen, it's, it's like... There's a lot of like mental gymnastics you jump through of like, Mm. am I cut out for this? Am I made for this? And then like, naturally we have a daughter. And so I'm thinking about her and her livelihood and like our next kid and just Uh, like not pregnant yet, (laughs) but just thinking about like, okay, how am I going to be a good role model? And like, how am I going to help contribute to the lifestyle that the option of a lifestyle that I want them to have? Like, those are things that like are really, they really weigh on me. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's the ultimate challenge. Honestly, it's how do I take this business to a point where I'm having small enough gains that are significant that are building it to what I want it to be. Um, and then the answer, your second part of your question, what I'm most excited about, honestly, it's, it's the happy customer. I mean, I, have told you about one customer I have who it's almost like she can't stop messaging me of like all the success she's having because of, because of us working together. Yeah. And so that's like on those tough days you know, to get a text like that, it's like, okay, yeah, like my work is meaningful. It does matter. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter for my benefit. It matters in the sense of what I set out to do to help customers. It actually is helping customers.
1: Yes. It like confirms that. Okay. I have what I have to offer is useful for people. Um, so I guess I'd be kind of fun. Like if there were the listeners could somehow like email you or like contact you to say like what maybe what maybe do they do to like on those weeks when it's hard or those days when the motivations is not as tangible as when they're like riding on success like in the waiting game I guess what I wonder like what they do to like keep keep themselves you know, a, you're saying they distanced from that maybe that sense of depression or they're like, oh right. my gosh, can I really do this for like five more years until it becomes how I want it to be? Like, you're saying they should they, they should send
0: in their good advice.
1: Exactly, we can all kind <laughs> of you know co-, co. What's the word? Help each other. Collaborate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just
1: encourage each other. I think it'd be kind of fun to like hear what, from every the listeners like what
0: what works for them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's also the power of community, right? It's like. The more connected, yeah, the more connect, because like entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Like a lot of times if you quit your job, it's like just you. So like developing that community of people who you're not like constantly edging one another out. Like someone's like, oh, I made a $5,000 sale. And someone's like, oh, well, I made a $7,000, you know, but like legitimate community of
1: support and encouragement. So that's a shameless plug towards your Tuesday mornings. Right. What is that?
0: Yeah, so Tuesday morning I have what's called the NWA growth group and it's just for business owners who want to grow their businesses and we have like a strict no selling policy. Which yeah, a lot you're not
1: there to be like, I'm Betty and I make the best cakes, order my cake.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean, I'm for people to be prideful about their business, that's I'm like I'm like, yes, great. I love that you love what you do. But like some people who are just coming into the business, who are like maybe marketers or salespeople themselves, or coming into the group, excuse me. They're like, oh, this is like your group to like pitch people and like develop your sales. And I'm like, no, like I don't even promote what I do. Um, it's legitimately just a place for people to talk business and grow their businesses because it just feels like those places are few and far between. So we do that every Tuesday morning and we literally just get together and we just talk about whatever's top of mind. Um, two, two Tuesdays ago, we literally talked about like the customer experience. Like what does it mean to really create a meaningful customer experience because everyone goes back to this answer of like, oh, we're amazing because we have great customer service. And it's like, okay, well, if everyone thinks they have great customer service, then no one has great customer service. what
1: stands you your part.
0: Yeah, because think about it as a customer yourself. When's the last time, like in the last like 10 years, how many times can you count like that truly transformational customer experience that you had? For me, I can count on like one hand. And yet every-
1: Definitely not- <laughs> Dell or Best Buy.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this episode is not ap- is not promoted by either of them. <laughs> but everyone says they have great customer service, and yet so many customers are talking about their experience. So, like that's what we talked about in the meetup was okay. Like, what does it really mean to create a customer experience that it that means something to them? Mm-hmm. And so, like that's an example of like community where we're talking to a, t- a concept. And it's not like, hey, let's talk about customer experience. And by the way, if you want to up your customer game, right? You know, for a low price of ninety nine bucks, kind of
1: be there in a space where they can feel connected with other like minded people. Right. So, so, is that virtual or is that in person?
0: It was virtual with COVID. We're in person now, okay. but I think every last Tuesday of the month will be virtual.
1: Okay. What time?
0: It's at nine a.m. Central. Okay. Cool. I like how you're like my. How can I? You're if, my. You're my salesperson. If it's I guess. In per, if
1: I'm in Northwest Arkansas yep. and I want to join the in-person ones, how can I find out where they are?
0: Well, it's always nine, and it's always at Red Kite. Where's in that? In Springdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you can go to our Facebook, which is it's literally just NWA Growth Group. It's like the simplest title ever. But um, cool. Thanks for being my partner and yeah, he, I promise <laughs> promoting you did, these he things. Did not pay
1: me to say that.
0: Yeah, I it was a natural. I segue. wouldn't. I wouldn't have to pay her. I would just make her like a really nice meal. Yeah, so. which he
1: is a great cook, by the way. Thanks, honey. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so we're at forty minutes. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, or mention, or ask, or mm. brag about yourself? Or I mean, two hundred episodes. Is there anything else we like? We need to like. I don't know.
1: Well, I have some. No small
0: feat. I mean, I. I, I don't will know. say,
1: if you've been enjoying these episodes, this podcast. Why don't you, Blake, plug your ears so it'll be a surprise. Why don't you guys, you know, send Blake an email at goodadvice...
0: What is it, is it, <laughs> what is it? It's what is Blake email? at goodadvicecoaching.com. Blake dot com.
1: at goodadvicecoaching.com and tell him which one's been your favorite or why you like to listen to his podcast. Or if you fall into the category of what we talked about earlier, if you are an entrepreneur yourself and you feel like there's something that's been... Um, a good method to keep you in the game every day. What is that? Share it, you know? Maybe
0: right? they could even go to the Patreon.
1: Or if you love the podcast, go to the Patreon and support him. It's just the same price as a cup of coffee <laughs> or more, obviously, because if you do more, the tier that like more per month
0: or? Is per month, yeah.
1: Then you um like really look at the different things that, their their offers. Anyway, we would love to hear from you.
0: <laughs> um, let me ask you this last question. So we're at 200 episodes. Podcast has been going for almost three years. Um, what would you hope to be true? Not necessarily about good advice, but what would you hope to be true about your life three years from now?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. oh, that is what... 2024 um that sounds so far away but Mm. it's not i probably would want to um have a better time management because i imagine that i'll probably have more than one child and i'll uh, maybe we'll still be doing culture connection and so I would just hope that maybe between you and I, as we are both um, working from home and both um, business um, b- business owners, I'd think I'd I'd like to see us both um, content with whatever stage that looks like. You know, not like oh, I hope that in three years we've reached this goal where we want to be. Yeah. But I hope that we'd just be able to be content wherever we are, continually striving for um, you know what we believe in. And that we would um, just be able to, uh, me for one, I can't speak for you, but like I want to be better at time management. And then at the same token, like I want to be um, nicer to myself because I can get very hard on myself when I, <laughs> let's say I didn't achieve what I wanted in a certain mm-hmm. day, I can kind of be frustrated with myself. Sure. And if you're anything, anyone listening, if you're anything like me, you know that that can just like almost like make or break your day. And I know that that's not healthy and that's also not necessary so in three years i hope that i could manage that better um because i'll probably be busier you know Mm -hmm. working and as a mom with more than one kid so i guess that's kind of does that answer make sense yeah totally does
0: yeah i love that answer actually i think it's what everybody it's like the least we could all want is just that we'd be content in our circumstances yeah because i don't think i have this like
1: really defined goal for like what I want at this time of my life or the next season of my life I think I just really want each day um, I want it to be purposeful but in if it doesn't look the exact way I envisioned I want to be able to be content and be a loving person and be present in the moment
0: Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to take your answer I like that answer
1: okay okay
0: yeah three years from now Just content. Mm -hmm. That's nice.
1: Wherever we are. are, Yeah. Working hard for our goals. Right.
0: Still hungry, but but content. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah.
1: Happy 200 episodes.
0: Happy 200 episodes. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for being part of it with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, for our listeners, yeah. Thanks for following the journey. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. This has been 200 episodes of the Good Advice Podcast. Hopefully, we'll have 200 more, you know? And uh, if you've been following long term, I just so appreciate it. I mean, seriously, I never really knew where this podcast was going to go, and so the fact that it's still going and people are listening, I mean, that's exciting, and uh, it's pretty incredible. So that's all I got.
1: Over and out. <laughs> uh,
0: if you have been fo- if you have been following the podcast and you've never subscribed to the podcast, definitely click the subscribe button. And absolutely, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Advice. If you run a business, you own a business, you can get the business advertised in the podcast. Again, check that out on our Patreon.
1: Or like it on any platform you're watching it. Yeah. Like a review, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. Give us a review. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, if it's a great review, definitely give us a review. (laughs) If you hate the podcast, don't give us your review. Exactly. And uh, that's episode 200. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. See ya.